my name is Mansi and I am obsessed with unearthing every little secret about parenting, babies, business and wellness that will help you navigate through all the questions you always wanted to ask but didn't know who to. I'm a simple woman from the maximum city who quit her high paying marketing job to start India's most trusted discovery platform for parents after a six month backpacking trip with her two year old daughter with just rupees 10,000. I now run a seven-figure online business with kidstoppress.com and connect with over 10 million parents a month. I share our favorites every single day on the website and on our social media so you can have the best moments with your children and leave the discovering to us. Think of this as your play date with a fellow mom over wine or coffee who loves her kids but also needs her happy ass without them. <laughs> Shy away from the real talk? No ways. Whether it's money, business, failure, baby, sex or frustrations of not keeping it all together, we've got you covered. So now grab your tea, sit cozy and stay tuned for another stellar episode of Keep It Real Podcast by KidStopRest.com. Today is going to be an amazing live because it's with an amazing lady, Mansi. She's an author, she's a podcaster, she's an entrepreneur, she's the founder of Kids Stop Press. Everybody knows of her and her contribution to the parenting space is amazing. What she's done for the parenting space is just phenomenal. I'm always inspired by her work, what she does and the way she manages everything, her family, her health, her career, everything. And we're going to learn a lot about parenting, a lot about entrepreneurship, how it is okay to be working even if you're a mother, why a child should not come in between what you do professionally and your personal life. And I'm really, really excited to host her. Hi, Mansi. So amazing to have you here. So Mansi, this is like a very personal question. And also like a lot of parents from my community are facing this challenge. So as mothers, you know, some of us are like really educated. We have a master's degree and, you know, we were professionally involved and doing things on the side. But the minute we become a mother, our priorities change. And, you know, and we find it very difficult to bounce back and to rejoin or restart our professional life. And sometimes, you know, you feel that vacuum that, you know, this is something, there is something more that I should be doing. There's something more that I should be doing. But there is no way to decide how, when is the right time to bounce back and how you should bounce back. And sometimes, you know, the gap is so long that you find it very difficult. You get comfortable in this different zone and you find it very difficult to rejoin. Right. So what, how do you, what recommend it? And you, even I as a parent had that phase, you know, like six, seven months where I found it very difficult to uh, prioritize anything else other than my baby. But then, you know, there was this moment where I decided, okay, I have to stop this. This is not making me very happy. But, you know, you need that message. So I got that message from someone and then, you know, I could. But how exactly can parents convince themselves, especially mothers, to like start again? Right. So one is, I think, don't look at motherhood as a full stop in your career, right? There is no, um, there is no Bible or there's no, uh, uh, there's no uh, sacred line in the Gita or anything that says that you have to quit your job, uh, who you are, and you have to lose yourself to become a mother. There is, it's mm-hmm. not. Okay. So if you feel like you're going to be this one sacrificing person going to try to change who you are, is your husband going to stop going to work? 
is your mother in law going to stop going to work is somebody else going to do something else no right the the point is it's a next first of all why did you have a child it's a next milestone in the mm-hmm. in the journey of your life or in your marriage right and that's why you have a child did you stop working after marriage no you moved to a different house you know you have more responsibilities but you don't don't leave what you're doing right um similarly when you have a child yes you're responsible for a different individual but you don't need to give up uh, who you are to prove to the world that you're a better mother so that right. is not- uh number 2 is i always believe uh, that you always make time for what you love to do right so example for me that what i love to do is i love to exercise so i've been exercising for the last 25 years um did i do that did i give that up just because because i became a mother no i did not no right something that brings you joy uh, be something that you should give up uh, to prove to somebody right so that was number 2 um number 3 is If, let me be very honest if you looking for a quick tip hack or something ke bas ye karoge aur ho jayega to aisa nahi hona hai right right hard work right because at the end of the day you're taking care of a child who and somebody who's a dependent on you right so it will it will be hard but don't and so be prepared for hardship don't think like oh you know my life will be the same and i will work and i will do this no for this time keep yourself relevant um so example even if you decide that okay i need i one you know when i had my child here only like uh, 30 to 90 days of paid maternity leave now you have 6 wow. months actually yeah. right so which is great um uh, next is how do you keep yourself relevant in that duration that you are on maternity break or slightly extended break are you updating on linkedin are you updating yourself on um, social media are you staying relevant are you reading about the uh, if you are a lawyer are you reading your law journals if you are an accountant are you reading about the updates if you are uh, somebody who is a home baker are you continuing to work with that new techniques or new flavors or you know whatever else that is buzzing in the market are you keeping yourself relevant right, right. and one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of women do when they are trying to come back to work is they expect the same they do not expect the same amount of um they want the same perks that they were getting right for the same amount of uh, for lesser work that they may want to do or for shorter hours that they may want to do so just align your perspective if you are going to come back to the same job same terms same conditions then that's absolutely okay you should accept the same scale as well but if you know then um, you know how are you going to keep keep yourself relevant to the audience uh, and today's space especially in the digital space everything is changing so fast but if you're not going to keep yourself updated if you say i'm going to come back after 3 months come back after 6 months come back after 1 year right are you going to be updated with that job role right so just do that and the last i would say is that put yourself on a schedule right i think that's most your own schedule you will have a schedule right don't let the baby decide your schedule right you will have to align the baby schedule to your schedule so that is again very very important um and honestly i i did not uh, you know we often procrastinate on things when we don't have when we have a choice like i had right. to work at my full time job uh, because this was the 2008 uh, lehman crash so um you know people were losing their jobs and you know the market was really bad and i wanted to retain my job and out of a team of 120 my company retained only 20 employees wow I was I was one of them, and I really wanted my job back. I I wasn't ready to uh, not work, 
so I did not. I figured out, right? I had to get back to work on the eighth day of my baby being born, and it worked. I, I had to push myself harder, but that's because I didn't right. give myself the minute right. you give yourself too many choices, you also become a little laxed about things, right? Um, right. Try and put yourself on a schedule. Don't be too harsh with yourself. Uh, figure out what is priority. If you have absolutely no help, can you ask for help, right? Can right. Your parents, can you ask family? Then listen, can you, um, you know, give me some? Can you take care of my child for some time? There's, can you apply for companies which have a, you know, which have maternity benefits or have a crash or anything like that? Um, right. Start doing things like figuring out what works for you. Can you look at work part-time work from home jobs? Now there are a lot of companies who are okay with flexible right. work from home. COVID has taught all of us how to be right. flexible, right? Um, so I say that um, just just don't give yourself too many choices uh, and start figuring out your choices at the same time. Right, that was beautifully answered. And the next question that I have, which again is sort of an extension of the previous question, you know, sometimes we bounce back, okay? Like sometimes we don't even have a choice. We have to be working, uh, work. We have to be a working mother, and we bounce back. But you know, there is so much pressure from the society that even if you are a mother, you still need to take care of everything. You may you have to make sure that everybody at home is happy, from your in-laws to your kids, your husband. And some of us are lucky that we have a great support system. Some of us are not very lucky, I would say. And you know, we just struggle. And there's a part of you that you lose, and you just start to re-question the decision that you made. That whether this is the right thing, because you know, I'm failing at every level. What is that one thing that we can tell ourselves as parents, which can really help us convince that you know what I'm doing is the best that I can do, and you know, give us that feeling of content from what we are doing. Right. So first up, uh, you need to answer. I think moms need to answer that questions for themselves. That what will give them longer term happiness, uh, other people's happiness, or being happy first and then giving happiness to others, right? Okay. Um, and I think this is a very very important question because at some point in time you will get burnt out. Uh, also, I'll be very honest. I also live in a joint family, but how do you make that work for yourself? Um, and I think we are really blessed uh, to be staying in joint family because one, I think the, you know, the the culture and the ability to adjust to different temperaments of different people of different ages is such a important life skill that my children have learned because they've grown up with grandparents and and you know nephews and nieces and things like that. Um, that I feel it's one work to my advantage. Second, I think. Um, really, there is always disappointment when expectations don't meet results. Right. So, if you have told your mother-in-law or anybody at home that listen, I am going to make you a seven-course meal for lunch, dinner, breakfast, and you don't live up to it, then just a disappointment will happen. Right. Right. Expectations are there. Then listen, this is what I best can do. But I would also like to work because that gives me equal amount of joy. But can you tell me what is what is expected of me? Because then what yeah. happens? Tell me that okay, listen, you can, you need to do breakfast for the day, or you need to make roti, sabzi, dal, chawal for lunch. Fair enough, I can plan. But if they tell you okay, I need the same three things for breakfast, lunch, dinner, evening snack, and a mid morning snack, please be realistic and say I'm sorry, but I can't do it. Should we hire another help who can help me to do right. this? Right. Choice is that do you want to be that person doing it? 
So I would always say that outsource what you're not good at, right? Right. I love to cook. Can I do it on an everyday basis for uh, the rest of my life? Maybe not. But that's a choice I have made, and that's a choice I have. Uh, right. Is it expected of me to be cooking at home? Uh, I, I mean, I've never laid those expectations, so those expectations are never there. Uh, am right. I supposed to do it? I would love to do it for people I love. Like I love to cook for my children. I love to cook for my family. Um, but like I said, if you put realistic expectations that this is what I can do, then they will be more happy. And if you plan them, right. and the next question that I have, Mansi, is this. Uh... competition you know like there's so much competition you know like so many mothers call me every day and their kids are really tiny like 2 and a half 3 3 and a half uh, my kid is not writing or my kid is not wanting to read books and this all you know mostly the root is because they see some other child doing it around them you know and then they feel that uh, this is something that really bothers them so i just want you to address this like briefly like this feeling of competition that mothers have i also feel really that competition is something that you create um, you know that's actually in your head right i i got a very beautiful thing that happened with my daughter once she was one of the fastest people in the race and she was almost about to come first but one of the girls who was coming second she actually fell and my daughter went to help her and she in the event did not end up coming first you know wow. she probably came fifth or sixth in the race and for me as a pen then and actually her coming first so it also depends on what are your goals for your child right uh, for me right. my child coming first second third i'll be very happy if she does but is that a goal for my child i'm not sure because i don't think mm-hmm. coming first second third alone is a benchmark in itself uh, it'd be great if that happens but um, how long i mean do you remember your grades on in seventh standard <laughs> i mean 10th standard also i just remember the percentage vaguely but um, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. i'm not saying academics are not important but what what is really very important is the life skills that they need to learn right what will be important and we've done a fabulous uh, you know fabulous video on this re, uh, you know which is an interview i did with this really good um, and very well renowned historian called yuval noah harari and these are the skills that children in the 21st century will need i'll put it wow. uh, after you save this live i'll yes i definitely want to see this yes and he said that the most important skill that a 21st century child will actually need is um you know is empathy is the ability to be a constant learner is the ability to adapt right um it's that that will be most important because you know what every 3 or 5 years jobs will become redundant right you will have to learn a new yeah. so if you're not going to do that then what will happen is uh you know you you basically you will become irreplaceable how do you make right, this right right by learning a new skill and that's only if we going to be a constant learner so i i feel these are the things that we should actually worry about than competition right and today right. Uh, i also feel that look at the world around us right um if we were thinking that oh my god only the privileged could be actors there came the amazons and ott platforms right. actually more work than there's ever before Uh, am I going to sit on my high chair and say that? Listen, 
wow you know why is why is the market opening up no because covid has literally made the world um you know a, a boundaryless place right today i don't want to compete right. with somebody in a bombay or a delhi or a india or i want to compete on a global platform that's what our kids are going to compare and compete right um i also think more than teaching them how to compete i think we should also teach them how to fail um and right, these are right. things right like example when we play with our children um you know we we like that they usko jeetne do wo chota hai but kyun he has to learn right, right. because rejection is another word for failure right uh, so it's very important for them to learn how to take uh, you know the the not not being successful also in their stride um somebody right. if your in-laws compare then how to stop them um also if even other people compare your children um why should that bother you because hmm. that is their expectation of your child not your expectation of your child, right um and if they are compared right. you know have your core values in terms of what are the if my child is a nicer child yes that's great if my child has more empathy great if my child did something fine or you know did something out of the way to help somebody that is great um if you if you know if you are a great mathematician but you keep that knowledge right. only help and you don't help anybody with it what's the use of that knowledge right um right. let's compare on things that we want to be compared and competition will always exist Okay, let's not live in this utopian world. Right. Doesn't exist that there will be no competition. But I believe that we all have a unique thumbprint, and you know everything that you do, leave your mark on it, right? Like if Riddhi did this, how different would this job be? Or if Mansi did this, how different would this job be? Just do it right. that. I I think that's what we need to teach our children, just to outdo themselves each time. Right, that's so beautifully put, guys. Just don't focus on competition. Focus on the real skills that you want your child children to have. Yeah, we've got uh, how to handle a child when he's throwing tantrums and he's crying a lot. Now, yes. guys, this is a question that I get a lot of, and if you hop over to Kids Talk Press, you will see lots and lots of uh, experts, doctors talking about this as well. um but my simple uh, and this is something that my pediatrician told me is that you always react uh, to something when you don't get the adequate attention that you want uh, think about this as i'll give you a simple example you know aapke aur aapke husband ki ladai hui hai he is not giving you bhav both of you are like how you going to react right you want to get yeah. it you have this cup or you're cleaning something you pretend like you're cleaning something and you do this what did you just do you just did an attention seeking behavioral act right uh what will you, that's exactly how your child is behaving when your child is under 3 when he does not know how to speak chances are he howl cry throw his hands around once he learns how to speak once he learns how to speak um what happens you have to teach him how to communicate right it's very very simple um so you tell him listen i don't understand when you throw tantrums when you throw your uh, hands and legs around when you cry i don't understand can you tell mama what is happening so always right. keep communication channel open second is instead of reacting your child is shouting what are you doing you're shouting at your child <laughs> can you in that even if it is a supermarket that your child is screaming and shouting 
when screaming jaave can you hold him tight and just hug him because he's doing that because he wants you to listen to him what we often do as humans is we listen to react we don't listen to right 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 just try this every time your child wants to throw a tantrum don't throw a tantrum back because and, and you know this is again another fabulous live that we have on the kidstoppers instagram page uh, which is from one of my coaches we had done a live with um, and he said mansi between you and your child there are 30 years you are expecting yeah. be where you are 30 years later right so so why why that expectation if if she right. could be place and you know she would also be a parent right right so right expectations next time for everybody who's asking a question on um on tantrums, tantrums. and bad behavior your snapping back at you speaking rudely whatever one draw very clear boundaries i don't like the way you're speaking to me second is communicate please tell them i don't understand when you scream and shout i don't understand when you cry and third is give them the attention that they want right for a child to be a lifelong learner yes it can be very irritating but i and i have gone through it myself like um, anything and my daughter would like say like even if i'm in the middle of this live and she be like mama 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 i'm like and <laughs> i'm going like this again. whatever but that was when they were much younger uh, but we we now got a rule in the house that and because my kids have only grown up watching me work riti they don't they know the discipline yes, of, yes. Uh, working right so that is that is a big big advantage second is i always tell them that why don't you accumulate and you know i've given them this book that you write all your questions here right um then so that way then we can ask all the questions together the third and most important thing uh, and this is a uh, you know this is a thing which i learned on my podcast uh, on geo savan uh, which right. i'm doing on <coughs> interviewing an author and he said get you know when you're working and your kids ask you you know and they they come and disturb you you have to have the ugliest hat that you own like a cap and you put that on and and you tell this is mama's thinking cap and mama's <laughs> cap that means that you should not disturb mama because uh, there is blood in the house okay is <laughs> really badly hurt you don't have to disturb mama and it works Like you don't ask the question when my thinking cap is on, or doing something very very important, um, and it's and and it's worked so far. But I think also what is very important, Riddhi, is that we, you know, we tell our children always, "I'm busy." Okay, now you go. I'm busy. Okay, now you do this. I'm busy. Okay, now you do this. 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 is they my children know when i'm available so i've been at work from 10 in the morning until 2 uh, until i reach home at about 5 5:30 after that i'm not going to look at my phone until 8:39 right 
because then I'm going to be playing with them. We're going to eat dinner. I'm going to put them to bed, and and then we're going to read a book. So they know that that time is their time, undivided attention. Can you do that? Right? If you can do, right. you will feel so much at peace when you're not with them. So right. I think one is own up to your schedule, share your schedule with them, and the third one is just make sure that. you know you prioritize and plan in a way that um, you know you you plan the easier things when you are going to be most busy right right how to manage child behavior in public it's very important um, that you tell them what is a what is a no and what is a yes right so example you know somebody raised a question on hitting spitting my child is very naughty i see i see similar sort of questions so you have to one is very important tell them don't tell your child that you are bad right, right. supposing he just do this right so say that what you did is not correct but don't say you are bad so you don't blame your child you blame the act right blame you yeah very very important um it's like the same way that somebody would tell you right uh, is it you don't you're a great cook but today's rajma wasn't that great you know it's it's like think of it like yeah, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. how your husband comments on have uh, you you know if you're wearing something new or a new dish that you made which was slightly suspicious about um so always always do it like that the second i would say is that um let them know what is an absolute no no i always tell for every family you should have your normal right and you Find and design the upcoming normal. Just in my house, if somebody spoke very disrespectfully to an adult or to somebody else, respect is so. If my children would speak badly to somebody, I would be very upset, uh, and I would say, I don't think what you did is right. Um, you you should not speak to somebody like that. I just tell you a simple example. You know, we have we have two cooks in our house, and my kids. Then, you know, being mean to one child, one one of them right now, and you know, just yesterday when I was putting them to bed, I said that, um, you know, I told my younger one, oh, I love you so much, my favorite, <laughs> this and that, and my elder one told me, uh, Mama, you're very, you're being very mean to me. Um, I said, uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, my my cooks. I said, I'm sure they also would have felt like that. Don't you think so? Uh, when you were trying to bully the other one. So she got the message. Yeah, yeah. I always say, teach your kids through stories. It's the right. of teaching them. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of these moral stories and a lot of these grandmother stories is where is what we kind of put in our, uh, you know, put in our, uh, you know, our learning module, which we call Summer Fun Factory. There, you know, we have these grandma stories where we have learnings from the Ramayan, learnings from the Mahabharat, learnings from the Hanuman. Right. which are very important value based learning for children right so right. start teaching your children all of these stories at a very very young age um, right and, and try and teach them through stories it will make a lot of difference and jo cheese you know if if they know that this is upset you once and you don't appreciate it again trust me they will know how to do that and and if they keep repeating it then you need to really worry because then you're doing something wrong in the process also right. um, you know also don't punish the bad behavior too much 
and don't reward the good behavior too much because then your kids will expect it each time right 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 uh, yeah, so you have to strike a good balance absolutely absolutely so i would say that be very very clear and also at the and the last bit i would say they are going to do their reflection of you right so if they when you feel out of control you're screaming and shouting and you know banging on the table then it's very easy for them to pick up because they're picking it up from somewhere also watch what they are watching on television or on the ipad right are they emulating or copying some behavior from there because i know that uh, of late a lot of children have shown a lot of uh, aggression because of screen time and you know um, and things like that and screen time has become because there everything is touch right you're dictating right. of what somebody else is doing so suddenly if you don't if you are feeling like somebody is not responding the way i want them to <laughs> right Are going to be far more, um, you know. Aggressive. Right, right, right. That is actually a really good thing. You know, they are getting wired that everything has to happen their way if they are uh, watching screen. So yeah, beautifully answered. There is anything that I can do for speech other than doctor's help. So I think you know communication, like Mansi mentioned, is the key. The more you communicate, the more you'll help. But three and a half, definitely, if your child is speaking less than twenty twenty five words, you should get uh, help uh, from a speech therapist or a doctor. So, so uh, Mansi, actually, I wanted to ask you, like, if you have some, like, because you read a lot of books, also you have been speaking to so many experts. So if you would recommend, like, a few good books for mothers, because this is a question that I keep getting, like, can you recommend some good books that we can read? During pregnancy and even after, you know, becoming mothers, which right. can really help them uh, feel good about their whole parenting journey. Right. So you know, in fact, um, yeah, I think this is like a really, uh, you know, this is a really favorite topic of mine because, uh, you know, I I love to read and so do my children. And if I was actually doing this live at my place, you'd see a massive bookshelf behind. Right. Me. <laughs> I do. Um, To, to share a few books that have really uh, helped me as an individual and 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 for a lot of moms, I think one um, you should read this fabulous book by uh, by Shefali called The Conscious Parent. I really yes. really uh, it's about making sure that you are happy in um, in happy in raising the child um, that you're raising and how to talk to your children. That one is one of my favorite. Another one is I read a lot of books. Um, you know, the one thing I know for sure by Oprah, which I'm currently reading. Also, for everybody who's following me on my Instagram, I read a lot of nonfiction. So you yeah. can see a lot of my book posts there. Um, there's another fabulous one here by um, Scott Galloway called The Algebra of Happiness. It's one of my most favorite books. Uh, I'm gonna note these down. Uh, it's all there. Just follow the hashtag called MZ Reads, and and you find it. Okay. It was really amazing, and guys, please uh, follow Mansi and Kidstop Press. Get in touch with them. Get details about their courses, their books, programs. They have a lot of information on parenting on their uh, Instagram handle, on their website. That is going to be really, really helpful, and it's going to make life really easy for you. So please do that. And thank you so much, Mansi. It was amazing having you. So much. As always, if you love this episode, don't feel shy from sharing your favorite moments and key takeaways from this episode with a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. It's at Nancy Dotsaveri and at Kidstop Press. Mm-hmm.